You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion. Championship team. You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast, season three, episode three. Will the Cubs have free agents for CubsCon? Hmm. Don't forget to listen, download, review, most importantly, subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on the socials. Fly the W670 on Twitter, Instagram, Fly the W, of course, on Facebook. Email Crawley and I, fly the W670 at gmail.com. Well, Crawley, happy Monday of CubsCon week. Yep, all the waiting. It finally comes down to this. And, and here's the thing, Dustin. I put this on Twitter today at, at so Crawley's funny, Cubs. By the way. So funny. I, I knew you were going to go here right away. So funny. Yeah, made me it, laugh out. Made me laugh out loud. It literally is not winter time until Cubs Con. Like literally, we think about this winter that we've had, where it's literally like been like shortened t-shirt weather. Everything's great. And then the week of Cubs Con, winter. Blizzard storm warnings and the temp drops twenty degrees. I mean, yeah, snowmageddon. It was yeah. Today, today was extra cold. I thought today was it's just, extra cold. It, and it's 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 the worst because like I, I feel so bad because I know a lot of people that travel from like downstate, from Champaign, uh, from Iowa, from Des Moines, all, all these people that come for this event. And it's it, this always happens. It's it's you know I remember twenty eighteen. I want to say it was like a blizzard like outside. It was just insane. And it's like. It, it, it's it's so Cubs kind. It, it it's funny, but it's not. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. Uh, it's not the you want to be able to get there. You want to make sure everybody gets there safe, um, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean, listen, be be careful. Okay, just everybody be careful. And and the thing you got to think about too is players got to catch flights. Right, right. And that's so that, part that's of it, right. I I remember God, who did I think I had like a Giovanni Soto. This is like two thousand nine CubCon. I won like a ticket to get him. And he didn't miss it. His flight didn't come out, and you know, and and he, it, it was screwed up. And I ended up getting like I forget like what bench player I got, but definitely wasn't the reigning rookie of the year. And so they, I think they sent a bunch of us like you know autograph Giovanni Soto balls. But it, it's like I said, you sit there, and once you get into the hotel, someone like me, like I'm, I'm staying at the Sheridan. Once I bunker down, I I, I do go outside to go to uh, Lizzie McNeil's to get a drink, but it's a very very quick, cold walk across the street, and I do it in a t-shirt and jersey, so it's all right. Yeah, and otherwise, you are just uh, you're just there, huh? You're just I'm hung, yeah, hunkered down, <laughs> seeing who you might bump into. Yeah, very cool. I'm I'm, he- I'm heading down to Chicago Thursday. I'll be down okay. the CubsCon Friday, Saturday, Sunday. 
there's a baseball card show going on on Sunday afternoon where Carl Edwards is going to be. So I got to get something signed oh, there. Nice. Okay. The old string being slinger. And then, yeah. uh, and then I head home and then luckily it's Martin Luther King day. So I have the day off on Monday. Ah, so a little recovery, huh? A little recovery oh. day. I'll, I'll go to bed. I'm not kidding you, Dustin. I'll go to bed at eight o'clock on Sunday, probably. And I won't wake up till noon the next day. Yeah. You were pretty, um, I don't know what I it was not in a bad way. So don't take it the wrong way. But when I met up with you last year on the Saturday, you were kind of running on pure adrenaline. I think it's that you get these little adrenaline rushes. You get these little breaks where you kind of try to take a quick cat nap. Like, so like in between, well, like you don't do that in your room, right? You like do that no. in the hall. So you don't miss anything. Right. Just in case. Well, basically you go up so, to the room, you might like all of a sudden fall asleep for like 10 hours. Yeah. I don't go back up to the room for anything other than re restocking the drinks. But, uh, okay. I would say that what I would do is like, so in between the last session and then, then, then they, then they close everything down and then they set up Cubs bingo, which is my favorite of the year. Like that's like a two hour gap that I could easily get like a good hour nap just laying down and I got people around me. So now I know we were going to get into that later, but just, this is kind of better. You know, we're going to turn this uh, podcast into a little bit of a radio show and show that I'm listening to you as we're having this little back and forth, (laughs) a little bit more info on Cubs bingo, who calls Cubs bingo. Yeah, that is that is the incomparable Wayne Mesmer. Okay, who's been that's what I thought. Every okay. single Cubs convention, back when it started at the Hyatt the first year, then moved to the Hilton, then to the Sheridan. And so uh, what happens with Wayne is that uh, you wait. It's probably the biggest, craziest line of the whole weekend is to get into a bingo. You right. run in, you grab your chair, and then you got to wait because Wayne's going to make you wait because he's kind of a diva like that. And then ah, all of a sudden. okay. Does he get up and does he do the anthem, Crowley? He does do the anthem. He does the anthem. Wow. Before that happens, all of a sudden everybody waits, it waits, and then all of a sudden it gets dark and they play George Thorogood's bad to the bone. Oh, and boy. like like a rock star, Wayne comes out. That's and, not and that, what I would have picked for his coming out music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it, it, it is uh, CubsCon bingo. There, there is literally nothing like it. You I, I can I can try to describe it as best I can, but but until you've experienced it, it, it is it is insane. There are people that just go crazy for it. Now, it is, is that a separate, how does that work? Is that like, if I buy, if it's, if I have like a pass for Saturday, am I guaranteed entrance? How does this work? No, nobody's guaranteed entrance, but uh, you know, if they run out of seats, they run out of seats, you know, I've seen, so that's in the main ballroom. And then I've seen people that they didn't get seats. So they're just out in the hallway playing bingo and they have two big giant monitors. Ah, listening outside almost. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah. what other time? So they like how, how they do like all the different games. How many games do they play in total? I want to say close to like twenty games. Holy cow! And how many sheets does how many sheets does Crowley play? No, you're only allowed one. If you get oh, caught with okay. another, there, there's one problems. So you only okay. get one. Yeah, you get you get one card. Is all you're allowed the, to play is, with? Is it sitting at the table? They're all on the table. Everyone picks one. It's okay. And it's not really bingo. It's C U B S logo. Okay. And that's the Cubs logo. And then, uh, and then the games get started and it's uh, X marks the spot four corners. um, uh, The uh, regular traditional bingo. And then the one that I think everyone always kind of laughs about is who is the biggest loser card. Okay. And so if the person who is the last one who doesn't have a number called is the winner. All right. And what is it? Do they do a coverall for like the grand prize? And what no, is the grand, and what is the what's the big prize? 
the prizes can can vary game to game and so the thing i it's it's uh, a lot of times they'll have like uh signed baseballs there's um flags that flown over beautiful historic Wrigley Field as Wayne likes to say it so maybe like a, a Sandberg flag something like that there's a lot of cool prizes that I've okay. and so I've been going to the Cubs con bingo for over 20 years and I've never won never. and it's now become a thing between me and Wayne Messmer there 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 All is right. uh this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, and you like, wheel, you like wheel your cooler in, I'm guessing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Snacks? They're, they're, and, and, Any snacks? or Snacks. People order pizzas. It's, it's, it's a, uh, it's a whole thing. You got to come prepared. It's uh you know, usually, yeah, we can, you know, there's people that make giant pyramids on their table. There's people that do shots at, you know, every certain round. Or every uh, number. Cup snake. Are we going to do a cup snake? No, no cup snakes. These are real fans. <laughs> <laughs> All right. More Cubs con in segment three, but let's, uh, let's get underway. We got some hot stove updates, even though the Cubs still haven't really done anything but uh, let's talk about what they have done. They did add a player to their major league Ooh. roster. Finally. Ooh. Yeah. How about it? It wasn't through free agency. It wasn't a trade. They made a waiver claim getting catcher Brian Seravin off the waiver wires from the Colorado Rockies. I have a picture up here. If you are subscribed to the 670 the score YouTube channel and you can see up here, um, he's a, he was a pro big prospect for them that never really kind of panned out. Uh, he was drafted in 2016. He played 62 games in Colorado in 2022, 10 games with the Rockies last season. Good, you know, decent behind the plate, but doesn't really hit for much. So, uh, you know, he's one of those situations where we've talked about, you know, Jan Gomes's age and we've talked about uh, Miguel Amaya's injury history. So the Cubs, if you're keeping track at home, have signed three catchers this offseason. Saravin, Jorge Alfaro, and Joe Hudson. But the other guys were signed to minor league contracts, so they're not in the 40-man roster. They were signed to minor league contracts with the uh, where they can go, with, but they are going to get an invite to major league spring training. So just though because the Cubs aren't doing anything doesn't mean that other teams haven't made moves since our last podcast. On Saturday, the Angels signed free agent Zach Plesek. Friday was a interesting Zach Plesek. Yeah, he, he, remember he was supposed to he, be something. Oh yeah, curious to see how he bounces back. If White Sox back. form signed former Astros and Cubs catcher Martin Maldonado. The Mets signed former Cardinal outfielder Harrison Bader. The Mets signed Sean Manaya, thinking a change of scenery might do him good. And then the Rockies signed Dakota Hudson and Jacob Stallings, and that's why. Brian Servin ended up on the waiver wire, and that's where the Cubs picked him up. We also had a big trade. The Mariners uh, traded left-handed pitcher Robbie Ray to the Giants for right fielder Mitch Hanniger, right-handed pitcher Anthony DiSclefani, and Cash. And Dustin, it wouldn't be an offseason without another Dodgers move. They signed Teoscar Hernandez, and of course, there's deferred money. 
Jeff Passan reported that Hernandez's deal, one year, $23.5 million, with $8.5 million of that deferred to be paid out between 2030 and 2039. Now, I know Dustin Cub fans are panicking. We're joking about it in the title of the show. Will they actually have free agents to show off at CubsCon? And, you know, we made our tiers, uh, different tiers on the board. And when we look at it, there, there's still guys up there, you know, Blake oh, yeah. Snell's the tier, still there. It's not all black lined out yet. No. Nope. Sharpie's Mon- still got some ink in it. Jordan Montgomery, Matt Chapman, uh, Chapman, Ian Bellinger, uh, or I'm sorry, Cody Bellinger. And then we talked about Reese Hoskins, Jorge Soler, and Shota Imanaga are still out there. And then we don't know if any of the other guys are going to get traded. But the thing that I want to kind of take a look at right here is that is Shodei Imanaga. That is the one you got to pay attention to. Now, remember, when a Japanese player is posted, MLB teams have 45 days after the player is posted to come up with an agreement. Dustin, the deadline for Imanaga is January 11th. So if he doesn't sign, I think, 5 p.m. Eastern time on January 11th, which is Thursday, then he goes back to his team the Yokohama Bay Stars. So he, this is going to get interesting here. Uh, The Cubs have been mentioned. There's been conflicting reports over, you know, if the Cubs are in, if they're out, but we're looking at a deal over a hundred million dollars is what Imanaga is looking for. So what do you know about him, Crowley? What can you share with the audience? You know, he's, he's a really good pitcher, but there's a, you know, he pitched for team Japan in the, World Baseball Classic final game. Uh, everyone remembers that last at bat with, uh, with uh, God, with Mike Trout and Mike Trout, yeah. with, you know, and, and the pitcher was uh, Shohei. And so I think that, you know, he's a guy that does tend to give up more fly balls. Don't know how that's going to play at Wrigley, but he's a, he's a good pitcher, no doubt. I would put him as a, a good, a solid number three pitcher, but you know, that's where I've kind of been eh, on Imanaga just because for me, I just really feel that the Cubs need a number one or a number two. And I don't feel like he fits that bill. So for a hundred million dollars, I, I might be a pass on that is what I would say. Yeah. Because like you said, I think when you're talking about what they need, and I think we all can agree on what they need. Um, that, that needs to be a little bit better for that kind of deal. I, I agree with you. Yeah, and, and and I I mean I just I keep going back and thinking about how Arizona made it last year, and they really only had two pitchers, right? You you had uh, Merrill Kelly and what was the other one? I mean you had two stud pitchers, uh, Kelly and Gallion, Zach Gallion, and 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 so I think when you have two stud pitchers like that, and then you can piece together a third game, that can get you a run in the playoffs. I remember years ago, you remember two thousand one. Where, where Arizona basically used Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson for everything. To, everything. To start to right. close yeah. to, yeah. Mm-hmm. to everything. But if you could get two solid pitchers, you can go on a run. I just am nervous about the fact that, you know, Justin Steele put a lot of miles on the arm that he hasn't done before. And that doesn't mean anything. He might come back next year and be even better. But that's not guaranteed. There's certain guys that you sit there and you take a look and you say to yourself, for most of their careers, Justin Verlander. You can put a check mark that that guy's going to have between 15 and 20 uh, wins, Max Scherzer, uh, Clayton Kershaw. For the most part, for most of those guys' career, you know what you have. 
Justin Steele, I mean, he breaks out in the second half of 2022. He's an all-star in 2023. Does he take that next step? Can he be a number one? Can he be an ace? I think next year's a big prove-it year for Justin Steele, and I don't want all of that on his shoulders. I would like to have a – last year, a man, buffer, I remember – A buffer, if we will, right? A not, little buffer. Not only that, but if you remember last year when, when um, Marcus Stroman – who got off to a really great start last year, they were bouncing back and forth with each other. They'd be on Twitter and they were, and, 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 and Stroman would be like, everyone see my dog, Justin Steele, that guy's pitching and Steele would write back, oh, learning from the best. And like, those guys just had like a, a rapport that, you know, it was nice. And, and it, it was the Stro show. That was your number one starter. And then Steele could be a number two. And he kind of learned from the older guy a little bit, you know, and, and I don't think the Cubs have, a legit number one anymore. And you know, if, if it is steel, I'll be a happy camper. There's no one who would be happier to Steve, see Justin Steele become a bona fide ace, get an extension and get his money, but it still speaking has to be. Of, yeah, speaking of Stroman, I saw John Heyman uh, talking, saying that the uh, Yankees were in on Stroman potentially. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, you know, Stroman's from New York played with the Mets uh, that that would be extremely interesting because he was very he had a very uh, polarizing career in New York. So I I, I would you know obviously the the Yankees and the Mets have a good rivalry. I think that would just absolute light that on fire. I think that'd be crazy.